this point in my life, I feel like giving myself and facilitating, like giving myself permission to learn, which is permission to play, and facilitating that in others. I mean, I don't think anybody really gives another person the permission, but to be a facilitator of that spirit of yes, because uh, because then otherwise I think it's very difficult to learn. I think it's very difficult to make mistakes because then we fear getting making doing it wrong. And if we're afraid of doing it wrong, then the game is over. That was Carrie Arico. Everyone, welcome back to the Yogi Misfit Sessions. I am Danny Pumploon, and I am your host. It's session 130 today, and the lovely Carrie Arico was on the show. Um, I have been following her on Instagram for quite a while, and Rocky, who y'all know from the Dharma Dudes episodes that we do, um, is also really great friends with her and has spoke really highly about her. And she is um, she was all, she was all that and a bag of chips um, on the show. She's got such a, a beautiful, playful energy. Um, Carrie is a I mean, she's a badass in the sense that she knows her her stuff. And she also really just brings a lot of joy into practicing. She gets super playful and thinks really outside of the box within movement itself, which I think is pretty nice coming from uh, an Ashtanga background with everything was like, you know, really diligent and it was only this way. Um, She really encourages everyone to express their bodies in, in so many different ways. Um, she's also given us a free gift. She's got an online platform uh, called Playground, and she's giving people 10% off. So if you use the code at her website and you use Playful10, you get a 10% discount off any of her subscriptions. Again, I would uh, recommend all of y'all listening to the show to go check her out um, on her Instagram because she's really, really, really inspiring. And it'll, it'll, it'll get you to think outside of the box in all of your movements. Um, of course, this goes with that saying, but I appreciate y'all supporting the show. Uh, leaving your reviews on iTunes helps, and you can always check out the show support page um, as well. The links are in the notes. Uh, without further ado, here goes session 130 with Carrie Orico. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, Danny. How's it going? How's New York? New York is hot. It's hot and humid right now, but you know, things are things are opening up slowly and the city feels like in in terms of say COVID or something, we're moving in a much better direction than it looks yeah. like the rest of the country. So, you know, gosh. We we just got told in California that things are shutting down. Uh well, I mean San Francisco has been pretty much just shut down for a while. But we just got told today in California that they're closing off a bunch of stuff that had just reopened in the last few weeks. So it, it definitely feels like a regression. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I was kind of saying this before we hit record. Uh, one, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we get to actually be here with no jackhammering in the background. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, Carrie, I feel like you know, Rocky's on, Rocky and I do the monthly podcast and so I found, I, I found you through Rocky um, and he's, uh, I mean, I've heard your name for, for quite a bit. And then I started following you on Instagram and I started following you on, uh, on Yoga International as well. Um, and so I feel like I kind of know you from a distance, but I, I'm really excited to, to talk to you firsthand and hear your story. And I don't know if you hear this a lot, but even in the way that you speak in your cadence and in your tone, you've, there's just so much joy in what you offer to a practice. It's, 
when I look at you and when I see you teach, I'm like, she's having so much fun. <laughs> That's my mission. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how did all the, I know you, you were an Iyengar teacher for, for quite a while, correct? Yes. <laughs> how, how did it all let's, I mean, what was your, what, let's, let's give a little rundown of like your actual yoga journey and, and then yeah. how you became, uh, you're like the queen of play. <laughs> well, um, I, <laughs> that's really a huge compliment, uh, because I just, uh, believe that play is such an important, uh, part of life for everyone, no matter what age we are. And then I think sometimes it just gets um, dismissed, uh, as something frivolous. And I just, even though it's fun, it doesn't, it's just so much a part of our, our, our lives. It may not be, but I think if we really look at, uh, you know, the times when we're, when we're most at ease, when we're, there's contentment in our lives that we can look and see that there are play behaviors. And so, uh, I just think it's, it's so important for the health of our brain, our body and our relationships. Um, so, you know, I'm a huge play inquirer. I'm always trying to learn about it because I'm actually working on a book about it. So all question marks, (laughs) you know, Uh, even though the more I learn, the more I feel like I don't know, except that I feel that there is a, uh, just in, you know, all of my explorations over the years that this is something significant. Uh, play is also one of the major components in connection. Play, connect, yeah. uh, play vulnerability, um, and oh my God, there's one more. Play vulnerability, uh, oh, and touch. Those are like the three components to connection. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, so going back to the question of the yoga, like I started, I was in theater. That was my, I studied it in college and that was my first love was, was theater and dance. And I was a kid, which is play. I mean, it's just so funny when you think about totally. it because I, um, I remember so vividly being, uh, I think I was in fifth grade. Well, actually my first experience just falling in love with, with movement was like as a three-year-old and, you know, dancing and being in a dance recital and just, you know, having, uh, those kind of experiences where you feel like you're absolutely in the right place doing the thing you're supposed to do and being just a toddler and, and going, this, this is, this is it, you know, I'm like, (laughs) um, and then in fifth grade, there was a, because I grew up in a really small town in New Mexico and rural New Mexico in the mountains. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, dance or theater, there was a local dance teacher and that was exposure to that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then because there was this beautiful uh, little theater in town in it, the little town that I grew up in was on the, you know, there was a railroad that went through town, like the um, Santa Fe railroad, uh, which linked Chicago to like Los Angeles. And it goes with, you know, that was a stop on that really famous path. And so the uh, and Route 66 as well. And so this little town that I grew up in happened to have a very beautiful theater in the town that had been a part of the vaudeville circuit. And ah, okay. it, yeah, it was just like this beautiful jewel box theater. And then there was this, you know, group of, um, you know, four kind of kooky, artistic, brilliant, you know, a m- music teacher, a couple theater people and, and a movement person. And they you know, they, they wanted to, they, they traveled through the town. They saw this theater. They, they saw this old hotel and they're like, we're going to start an arts, like 
school for young people. You know, they had this dream. And he did it for a few years until it just seemed like the town was, you know, it's just, it's like, how, what is it? The, uh, um, you know, the NRA has like a headquarters not far away. Culturally, it wasn't a great fit, but those couple years that they were there and I I just, I fell in love. Like I, I thought this is, you know, it was just magic and they opened my mind and my heart to, to something that, um, you know, that I've never forgotten. I mean, to this day, I, I watch musical theater at night, you know, for entertainment. So I just love, yeah. I love it. And, uh, and that was what I studied. And that was, um, I worked professionally in the theater and, and worked a lot in um, improv, improvisational theater. That's where Rocky and I also had a connection because we both, he came to my workshop in LA and then we had this conversation about Im- improv, theater improv and story theater. And, uh, and that, you know, I just think that is absolutely the most brilliant work. Um, this improvisational theater of Viola Spolin and Keith Johnstone. It was really the beginning of say Second City, you know, those, those techniques. I was a thespian in high school. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. theater the whole it was actually the, the, the first thing I lettered it in high school was theater. I, I can't know. believe I'm saying, I'm telling everyone my, my deep, dark secret. But the first thing I, I lettered in was theater. Do you remember the first thing you started? Um, it would have been the first show would have been, oh, well, that I starred in. Or that you were in, I should say. That I know. was in. Well, when I was a kid, it was, uh, well, there was like a Christmas carol that we did a musical version okay. of a Christmas carol when I was like 10 years old. And I got really into it. You know, that was like that. <laughs> and playing one of the, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge's, like somebody that he, you know, loved and it, the whole thing. But, but you know, he was... Uh, there was a falling out because he was so greedy. And, and, um, and I remember just feeling like I was this person, you know, it's those those times when you just go, I, that, that getting lost in a really good way. Of course, you know, that, but you let yourself go in a hundred percent. And that is the thing that makes it so thrilling and, um, and indescribable, honestly, it's just a, it's a feeling, it's a, uh, it's a place where the whole organism, um, I think, in a way, comes to just an integrated play state. It's a true play state. And this was your, I mean, so this is your introduction into, okay, this is, a, this is it starts to become ingrained in you. When, when you started, you know, yoga, I would say, I would say, <laughs> I would say I, no. <laughs> is it very, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, it was so funny because I was, I know, I know. And so many people, like, they ask me this and I, and I get it because, and it's funny. It's the opposite of Blake. It's always the opposite. So I, uh, I was working with this theater company, um, I, uh, the Irondale Ensemble and was with them for about six years and it was great experience. I mean, we worked out at Rikers Island, we, in the prison population and we're also in the New York City public schools and toured all over the world. But, but then when I decided I was at Irondale and I thought, you know, I'm really interested in the movement, the movement piece became more and more fascinating to me. We had a great choreographer when I was with the company. Her name is um, Annie B. Parsons, and she's gone on to create something called Big Dance Theater, which is, does amazing work. And Anna B. just, uh, she just reignited my love of 
you know, interesting movement, not just kind of classical dance, which I, I studied, but not in depth. I was just a mover, you know, and, and Anna B just, her work was so interesting and it just, um, sparked that desire to really go much deeper with the study of movement. So I left the company to study movement analysis, analysis at the Laban Institute. And when I was studying at the Laban Institute of Movement Studies uh, in New York City is when I, I just started doing yoga because I thought, oh, that would be, you know, that I'd lo- I want to practice, you know, I want to sure. practice like I want. And right from the beginning, like from my first yoga class, I was I went to it to have a practice. Like I liked the ritual. I always um, had a type of practice. And for some reason, I don't know, I'd seen, I was into Indian theater for a while. I thought, yoga, you know. And so. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not, right? I took some classes at Jiva Mukti and they seemed like really fun. And it was actually the Jiva Mukti people. So I was taking class there. I was studying at the Laban Institute. And then after I got out of school, I was just, you know, I really enjoyed my yoga practice. I felt like, that was uh, a place where I could really put different pieces together. You know, in the beginning, that's what it was for me. It wasn't, um, it was a, it was a self-directed practice from day one. I went to classes, but I didn't just come home and repeat what I learned in the class. Like I might Mm -hmm. repeat some things, but then I was exploring and I, I, the practice was this place for me to try to put the different pieces together. And I was taking these classes at Shiva Mukti and other studios. I mean, I tried it all. It was early yoga time in New York. So there weren't a lot of choices. You know, it was in the, in the late eighties, early to mid nineties before yoga really exploded. So there weren't Mm. studios on every block like we have now or, or did. I mean, obviously. Yeah, did. (laughs) Totally. and, And it will, change right i mean it's mm-hmm. just but um the one of the teachers at jiva mukti was like because i would ask questions you know after the class i would ask questions about you know because i'd studied movement analysis so i'm like so you know about such and such pose you know and i and i because we just were blowing through all these different poses and i thought well there's there's got to be more to it than just like making the shape, you know? So right. I, um, I would ask these questions and the teachers, you know, was, they were like, you know what, you should try a class at the, you know, you should try an Iyengar class. That might yeah. be something that you would, that you would like. Cause they, they love that kind of thing, you know? And mm-hmm. so, you know, I did, I tried an Iyengar class and, uh, and it was, um, you know, I, of course, in my arrogance, you know, went to a class that wasn't basic and, you know, was <laughs> just sort of swimming in a sea of yoga belts. You know, there were so many and, um, you know, the props and things. But I was very curious about the creativity of the teacher because this teacher was, you know, like seemed extraordinarily creative uh, compared to the set sequence that I seemed to be doing in the, you know, more of the flow class where it was pretty predictable. Right. And then here was this place where they were just like, what the hell is that? You know, and, and so uh, I liked that. I liked the um, clarity of the instruction. You know, I appreciated it. I think especially because maybe at that time in my life, you know, I, I just appreciated that structure. Maybe I sure. needed that structure at that time. Yeah. And, um, and then now, you know, at this point when I can reflect 
on the people that I was first, the teachers of Iyengar yoga that I was first really attracted to, they were not, I was just speaking about this with another podcast host. They were not like really very traditional. They were kind they were deeply enmeshed in the method, but they were also kind of rebels. Mm-hmm. And when I look back on that, like one of them isn't even in the method anymore and she's really brilliant that, you know, from early on, I, what I really liked was this, uh, exploration, the, uh, kind of what was playful, you know, that, that a lot of experimentation, a lot of let's try this, let's try that. And, you know, I- inquiry based explorations that wasn't sure. just, Oh, let's do this thing the way Guruji said. Right. And, but right. then, you know, I, I went down the rabbit hole, man, like you do sometimes with things, you know, and I, I, um, I liked that there was a community, there was a, um, you know, a real sense of community actually. And, uh, I think that was another thing that I probably missed after leaving the theater, because, you know, from that theater is a huge, uh, you know, when you work on in a company or, or you work on a show, you're all in for that period. And there's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're God. stuck together. <laughs> like and, and everybody. Right. And there's an intensity to it. That is, it's difficult when you strike the set right at the end. Yeah. Well, there's some yeah. people like happy it's over. Maybe you didn't like the show, but, but, or you, there's just this thing where it ends and it ends, you know, like it really yeah. ends. And that, um, and so when I, uh, wasn't with the company anymore and I'd gone back to school and I was sort of, you know, I was teaching and I, I, I think I, I wanted community. And, and here was this place that, that really had that. And, uh, even though there were elements to the community over time, you know, it changed. I anger yoga when I first started, it was not, um, I mean, I think they had, they had just started certification process. So it, it had just, um, you know, they, they began assessments then it, it was early, those kind of early ish days. I, I waited a little while before I started doing assessments, but, um, but then it got more and more, um, regimented and, uh, uh, not, I don't want really to say and hierarchical. It just did. It just got a lot more hierarchical. There was a kind of orthodoxy that didn't, that I don't remember experiencing early on. And that, that was not what I signed up for. You know, I didn't, I, I mean, it was because I anger when I started and then somewhere along the line, we became Guruji and, you know, they're just the way things change and evolve. But, but I was in it, you know, at that point and I was climbing the ranks and, you know, you, there's a momentum to that maybe. um, And I, I think it wasn't until I had a break after uh, getting like my first senior certificate that I, that I had a little, that I had time before I would do, there, there wasn't another exam to take. And I just started, I don't know, it was like four years where um, I was teaching and practicing of course, but I, I really wasn't on that assessment. Um, you know, there's so many levels in anger yoga. It's just insane, you know, and I, yeah. but I wasn't on that. I wasn't like going for the next level. So then all of a sudden I'm like, well, what am I doing if somebody isn't telling me what to do and telling me the next syllabus to work on and the next philosophy to read? And, and, uh, and that's when it, that's when I just, 
I mean, it started a little bit earlier where I was kind of beginning to question, you know, why am I, why am I doing this? And, um, you know, right. in this- well, almost like the, it's the, the fun of, it's uh, for, for me, what I, I did Ashtanga for quite a while. And yeah. then I just, at, at some point that very similar, like I needed the discipline and I, I, I know I needed someone to tell me what to do. And I know I needed to like achieve something, but then it just wasn't fun anymore. Like then I just wasn't having a good time. And I would just, <clears throat> I distinctly remember my last Ashtanga class, my my uh, my unled primary class, and I remember getting ready to wrap up, and I didn't even finish the poses because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it just, it didn't. It, there was no more joy in it for me, where I had fun playing around in the poses and getting to learn about myself in the poses, and you know, even like you know, all, everything that goes with it. You get it, uh, but it just lost its thing. And then I took, I actually took a whole break from yoga. I had to like step away from it because it was just like, ugh, it was that thing I had to go do. And then, you know, yeah, I and kind that, of, is, that is not play like that. That is like, if we go back to you asked about play, yeah. play is voluntary. Play yeah. is, play is not something that you quote unquote have to do. And we don't, you know, that's the thing. Like I, I, I get it because I think that the discipline is great. And I do think one can have discipline, like a deliberate practice, mm-hmm. you know, with how that's often defined as goal oriented, 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 and like, you know, with measurable, with metric, you know, mm-hmm. where you're really like looking at things and working on you know, dialing it in and, you know, right. for your right. but, yeah. but, but that, oh, but without play, like if it's only that, you know, maybe some people are fine working like that, but that has never been um, first of all, I think one can easily burn out and you, like you said, you lose the joy. There isn't that intrinsic motivation. I mean, discipline is just, you do it, right? You do it. You're not waiting to be motivated to do it. But underneath that, I still believe like, I mean, I am intrinsically motivated to practice because I enjoy it. I death, I do. I enjoy it. I, um, I feel better afterwards. I feel better like a few minutes into it, you know, I'm like, you know, it's like coming home. It's, it's, um, but it, but it wasn't that like, like I could feel in myself when I was doing all these assessments and stuff that it was, I had to work at the joy, Danny. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and that felt a little bit like it took that piece of time when I was off the, you know, the wheel, the hamster wheel, if you will, to yeah. kind of uh, go to really say why, you know, just start questioning everything, like everything and, um, and sit with that and breathe with that and play with that, be with that, not say, you know, it's like the improvisation. It'd be like, yes. And I don't have to say no to all of this, but I've got to start saying yes to things because for a while, Iyengar yoga did kind of feel like the yoga of no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, what I I find you know I, it's I, I, like I was just saying, like when I, I I mean I was laughing about it, but when I knew when I read your story where I was like she did what <laughs> like it just it's, it's almost I mean and, and and same for me and now I'm very and maybe maybe that is why we 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 went to the play we we went and learned all the rules so that we could break them more enjoyably. Yeah. You know, it's like an improvisation. There is a kind of a, I love the tenets of, of improv or story theater. You know, yes and is one of them. And Yes and, yeah. You know, I love that. You know, it really, that when you, when you, 
um, in a scene or even a dance, like when you when you adhere to that idea, so that you're not rejecting an idea, because that will then there's control. Then there's a part of ourselves that wants to control the outcome, and we know that that the part of a creative endeavor is you are. It is a it is a controlled abandon. You know, there's abandon there, and that whatever the the beautiful constraint is that there is a you know there's a game, right? There's a mm-hmm. There's a structure, but you but you know that within that, the whole point of that is so that you can let some part of your brain go off the leash, you know? Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, idea, I remember one of the tenants was, like, respect, not revere. And that really, I think that that's, and I got in a little, I wrote about that in one, an essay a while back, like, like several years ago. And, and there were some people in my community, in the Iyengar community, I, I'm not so much of a part of it, of it anymore, but um, who, you know, really had took issue with, with what I said, because, but I, but I did do feel that when you respect something, you know, instead of, re- when we revere it, we take it, it or a person. Okay. That would be the example, like a teacher, you know, when they're revered, they they stop being human, and that's not fair. Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's not fair. And so the beauty in, in improvisation um, of this idea that you you know you're respecting the form and you're respecting the game, but right. we're we're giving it space to um, we can let ourselves really uh, kind of out of respect almost you know turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. and inside out and you know and you know treat it like clay because we know we're not going to be able to destroy this thing it's so right. much bigger than us and yeah. it's um and that's the magic you know is that you're really we're, we're we're surrendering some piece of control so that something that is much larger than us and wilder than us you know can uh can emerge and that you- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. You've you've done such a great job, and I mean, yeah. What I'm just gonna, I'm going to say this statement, but I, I I feel Carrie as I look at what you are doing, and as I watch, and this is obviously just on the world of Instagram and some some online platforms as well. But I feel like you have really, um, I mean, yeah, you've influenced the way that people are playing with different yoga practices. I see a lot of teachers that have, you know, a lot of teachers that follow you that, that, I mean, they're, they're, they've completely shifted from like the box of vinyasa into like, let's turn this into a thing. What would you call what you're doing? I mean, it's, it's movement, right? And, and, you yeah. know, who's the whole conversation of like, what's yoga, not yoga. I don't want to have that, but like, what, what do you describe what you do? When I look at you, I'm like, she's just, <laughs> she's just an adult having a great time. Like she's, playing with blocks and chairs. Sometimes sometimes she's playing with 30 blocks and like 20 yeah, chairs right. and then a broomstick and then why not a plant? And then maybe, you know, yeah, you it just, helps. it's yeah. so cool to see it, oh. Carrie. It's really, it, honestly, it really is. It's super cool to see. Well, thank you. I feel that if, if I can contribute anything to my time on the earth, you know, yeah facilitating play in other people then mission accomplished do you yeah. know really like if 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 that's if that's what what um i'm able to give then i am i feel overjoyed because i i do believe that it is divine i think that that 
that that's that that's it is an example it is a manifestation of of and what is divinity i don't really know but i do feel like we come closer to it when we play totally. and uh and i um you know i i i don't it's these names it is funny though because people have asked me this especially as i've been allowing myself to change more you know giving myself permission to really um you know there are principles and ideas and things that are um i feel that rather than studying like a method you know like i did for so long um i really my explorations are guided by my studies that are primarily in movement science and you know uh functional neurology i am so interested in that right now it's just um been going deep with it for a while and uh so there are things that are sort of guiding principles or ideas if you will or inquiries that that guide the practice the explorations but um the like i do think it's yoga because it's yoga and (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, totally It's yoga and it's yoga, yoga and yeah yeah because because there is it's yoga and dance it's yoga and movement it's yoga and bands it's yoga yeah, and you know yeah. um, because uh, that for the for me yoga is integration you know mm-hmm. it is um, it 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 began that way for me that's what I felt that's what I I fell in love with was the state of mm-hmm. mind and being the, the, the shifting states the way that i actually felt practice could help me ch- change state do you know yeah. and create yeah. state and have the capacity to use my senses of perception and my breath yeah um, the awareness yep mm-hmm. and like my physiology really like in a you know i could say biohack but it's like Yogis have been biohacking for like ever, you know, yeah. they're the original biohackers, I think. And uh, <laughs> you know, they are, we're, right? we were biohacking before biohacking was cool. <laughs> yes. You know, experimenting and like experimenting and exploring and pushing the head and like the edge of things are like, what is this? The big question, like, what is this? And, uh, and that, and so for the, and especially, you know, at this point in my life, I just, uh, I feel like giving myself and facilitating, like giving myself permission to learn, which is permission to play and facilitating that in others. I mean, I don't think anybody really gives another person the permission, but to be a facilitator of that, of that spirit of yes, because, uh, because then otherwise I think it's very difficult to learn. I think it's very difficult to make mistakes because then we fear getting making doing it wrong and if we're afraid of doing it wrong then the game is over (laughs) you know totally the learning is over because we're gonna get it wrong if we're gonna do if we're gonna learn like that whatever wrong is you know what i mean we're gonna make a mess and then we have to i feel for myself like leaning a little bit into that mess you know yeah, it's, I mean, you, it's that permission, you know, when I see you doing the thing and acting silly and exploring and falling and figuring it out, I'm allowed to do the same thing. You know, when, when you see whatever you call the leader or the teacher or the person that's in the seat of facilitating role, yeah. doing the thing, even when they say, even the, the subtle reminders of, of, 
hey, everyone, permission to do the thing, you know, like even that is, it's so disarming, you know, it's so disarming that it gives you, man, we are adults and we go to yoga and we're winning first place, Carrie. Like, I don't know about you, but I am going to get first place. I'm a fucking teacher and I go into class yeah. and I'm like, you know, and I see people doing handstands in the front. And I'm in the back doing my thing. And I'm like, oh, I got to do handstand now. Like, no, yeah. right. <laughs> right. you know, but, but permission to be human and to yeah. do that and to have that conversation and yeah, and have that permission to play, to remember that you're just because you're th- these many years older and because your body has shifted and, and changed, it doesn't mean that you should eradicate the sense of, you know, the joy of like, my arm does this. <laughs> Whoa, I can pretend to be this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if I turn this way, like that, that we almost lost that joy and we made it a thing that we had to achieve. I know. And we practiced a lot of, of, of no's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. like, did you ever see, uh, or read the, um, it's a trilogy of books and then they turned it into, I think it was on HBO. They did the first season of the, of the, um, his dark materials. And it was like the golden compass was the book that, um, was like the first in the trilogy. Oh, right, right, right. I saw the video. I never read, I saw okay. the movie. I never well, read the books. They made a movie and that like botched it like big time, you know, just yeah. totally missed the point, you know? And yeah. then in the series that, that was a more accurate depiction of what, of the story. And what happens in the story is that these, you know, in this, this other world, right. These children are, you know, everyone has a daemon, like all the people, right have a day, a demon, a demon. Yeah. I don't say demon because it's like spelled that way, but I, I know the probably, probably the proper pronunciation is demon, but, yeah. um, but like an animal, um, uh, protects them. Yeah. yeah. Part of you really, you know, it's yeah. like you, it, it, yeah. it, it's like this external, it's like your spirit outside of yourself. It's like your creativity, your essence outside of yourself, mm-hmm. that creative essence. And as children, like that, whatever that form is, it doesn't settle in the story. You know, it doesn't settle on its final form until like adolescence or something, you know, when, right. when they're really entering into adulthood. And then that, like, it's like that personality sort of settles, but childhood is this time when their de- demon is like constantly shifting forms. And what happens in the story is that the magisterium, which is basically just a substitute for the church, you know, for orthodoxy, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and they they sever, they, they devise this way to, in order to control society to sever the children from their daemon, which is basically they die. You know, they become like this soulless entity, you know. And, yeah. and I think that when we, no, I know that's an extreme analogy, but... Hot, but but <laughs> when I was deeply in anger yoga, I, I that I was just going. Wait a minute! I feel like like there were things that things that were said, you know, behaviors or whatever that were um, exhibited and replicated. Where I thought, oh, this is a process of of severing severing me or severing us or, you know, from that part of us that's going to be creative, that's going to change things, that's going to be a part of a practice evolving or ourselves evolving, do you know? The part of us that will question, like a child will question everything, right? And then why do we stop? Why, you know, because we've been conditioned to stop. Mm -hmm. 
right? Very yeah. carefully taught, you know? And then until those those voices are in, in us and we don't allow ourselves anymore because we've basically severed ourselves from that. And that, and, and I don't feel like that's, you know, that uh, I'm just, you know, speaking metaphorically here, but I, but I do, it did feel like that to me. And the process of sort of re, um, reimagining and coming back to, um, rewilding, if you will, or whatever, because it's, it, it, it has been extremely joyful and liberating. And there are times when I'm literally like, just feel like I'm pinching myself when I'm like, why did it take so long to let go? The doingness versus the being in it, you know, like we're, we're as, yeah. as we got older, same thing in that Nicole Kidman, I don't know why I just thought about it, but Nicole Kidman was the evil woman in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, movie. Uh, in the that, movie. that wasn't a good movie. You have to watch the HBO series. Watch so terrible. <laughs> the movie was horrible because they took all the, they, they, they sanitized it. They sort of sterilized it and took away the, you know, the sort of, uh, I mean, it's, it's dark. Yeah, for like, sure. Really for sure. dark. And, but in a good way. <laughs> similar, similar, you know, like you see the, you know, in, in a, I mean, we'll just, we're talking about practice, right? So like it becomes a thing that is being done versus a thing that you get to be in. And that being in is, is that there's no context of having to do it one way or whatever, but just explore it as it shows up. Totally. I think know. that's beautifully said, Danny, that it, that it's not a thing to be done. Right. You know, it's, it's like, then that's play is something we do for its own sake. Like it's mm -hmm. that, that it doesn't mean that it doesn't have benefits. It has tremendous benefits for our brain and for our body and for our relationships. But it is something when we, it's something we do for its own sake. It doesn't have to, you know, there doesn't need to be this reason. It's like, why do we, I often think it's like, why do we listen to music? Why do we you know, why do we do a lot of things that are so deeply, innately joyful and rewarding, but there's no like outcome. Like it doesn't, we don't make some, you know, there's, there's nothing to really show for the experience, but we had an experience and that experience is, mm -hmm. is, is, is enough. That experience, like having the experience is, is so, is fulfilling. And, and then we, we, the practice is let me have an experience again. Let me have an experience again, because it's when we do that, uh, the learning that happens, the, the, the integration, um, the changes in state, in physiology, in brain. I mean, I really do feel like the brain is the big beneficiary here. And yeah. of course our, you know, heart, uh, not just the thing that's beating in our chest and, uh, you know, but, but it is, that thing that we do for its own sake and that it may be that when we were doing like when you were doing ashtanga or when i was more deeply in iyengar i i did in there it wasn't that i didn't enjoy it but it was about a whole lot of other stuff it really was it was about a whole lot of other stuff <laughs> the, the and the other stuff but the other stuff takes it away you know it's like there's yeah. there's so much involvement that it takes it away i i, I feel that oh sure. yeah because some of that stuff was like don't do this don't do that no you're you know like i mean i can't even remember people saying this like not just one person but saying why why do you feel not me personally 
But like, why does one feel or anyone who's practicing need, that they need to be creative? I mean, but Guruji did it all for us. And yeah. I'm thinking that's a freaking drag, man, that they did it. Like he did it all for us. That doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. The learning right. and the exploration is something that we all have to do for ourselves. Right. Like, that's the inquiry. Yeah. Like you would, it's like somebody's robbing you of the, of the, of this incredible process that will, I mean, that is the practice. It, it's nothing more than the process. So how could one say he already did that? So you don't have to. And you're like, well, then what is practice? What yeah. is the point? Do you know the point to is the process to me? It's like, that's because that's really all it ever is. <laughs> you know? there's, totally. there's no, the end, the means is the end. It is. And we don't have to, you know, maybe if we're going for certificates or whatever, then that it becomes about that. And, and that is, um, or our identity is so wrapped up in something because that's a part of it too. You know, it's like, you have a, I'm, you know, someone is an Ashtanga teacher or a Pilates teacher or a, you know, whatever, however we, or a physical therapist or whatever, whatever, however we're defining ourselves. Um, and then that becomes the, the thing that, that limits our capacity to really do, you know, to really give, <laughs> um, because we're, we, we've put ourselves in our own straitjacket. You offer so much out there, Carrie. I know you're, you, I mean, take a look at your Instagram. Anyone, if you haven't looked at Carrie's Instagram, you, I, I don't know what you're doing with your time, but do it. It's fun. Um, one, <laughs> two, I also know that you have created a, a playground per se. It's an online playground. It's called playground. <laughs> it is. It's called, it's called the playground. And, uh, and it was something I was working on, uh, because I travel or have been <laughs> Rocky and I would talk about that, you know, this, this like gypsy lifestyle. So, um, I was really traveling, uh, all over the world for, for a while, a few years. Uh, and it just, I wanted to be home more. You know, I love, I love, I love teaching internationally. It's opened my mind in so many ways. I think it's such a powerful thing. And, um, and I've learned so much and met so many incredible people and, and will continue to do it. Um, if, 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 and when that becomes possible again, but, but I was doing it more than I wanted to, you know, and I, and I thought, well, let me like create something so that I can, stay connected to the people that are meeting through the work, but, um, but, you know, cut back a bit. Right. So, uh, and just be in New York more cause I, I love New York. And so I was working on it. And then, uh, when COVID, um, hit and I was still in Australia at that time, but I, I came back and I just said to, I have this creative partner who works on it with me. And, um, I was like, let's just, let's just, uh, you know, pedal to the metal on this and just get it, get it out there, even if it's not what released when we wanted to and not in the form that we wanted it to be in, but let's, let's let this thing, um, let's give it because I think people need play probably now more than ever. Right. So, uh, we put it out. It's this live virtual library of classes, live classes, um, recorded classes, all types of things, like all the, explorations, um, and ongoing learning that is my passion and mm -hmm. all through the medium of 
playful practice, smart, playful practice. So it's not just, you know, random play, although I think that random play is great, but, uh, but there's, there, there's, you know, there's, there's a purpose, it's purposeful, you know, there's, pur it's purposeful play, but there's a whole lot of play. And, um, and that's really the point of it is to, uh, explore this, the idea that we can have deliberate practice and play that they can, you know, swim together. <laughs> in fact, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. 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 And they're there. It's the, you know, that they in fact really serve each other and can enmesh in ways that, that really, that I think any time that we're really deeply absorbed in a learning process, that it doesn't feel like work, right, Danny? Like when you're doing something you love, like even if it's hard and challenging and you have to really, you know, dial in your focus and, and, you know, decide not to do a bunch of things that you maybe would want to do because you really care about this thing you're doing, but, but it doesn't feel like work because there's a part of us that just, uh, is, has become one with the, with the thing that we're, that we're creating and, and sharing. And, uh, and the playground is, is, uh, like, I just always, I don't say always, but a while ago, I just started to imagine what would that be like? Like, what if, you know, how might we create this, this sort of virtual space for, for the kind of playful practice where it is about saying yes to inquiry. It is about like, oh, let's try this, you know, and let's see what happens instead of, oh, you're not supposed to use a kettlebell if you're a yogi or, or like, you know, or tie yourself up with their bands or whatever the thing is, or start singing in the middle of the practice, which I think is very powerful. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, you know, like that, that, because that's, I find uh, when I've taught around the world that there are, when people are playing together, there's just nothing like it, you know? And, and when they give themselves permission to, um, to enter into what I would just be described as a play state mm -hmm. and that, that play state, it's like a flow state, but maybe a little different. I don't know. But, um, and I'm, I'm trying to learn about that for my writing, uh, of this project, yeah. but it is a state of, of mind. And, um, and I think that, uh, that humans know this and that to, for the practice to be really sustainable over time, um, to help us in becoming kinder people, you know, well, like when we're not practicing, just, just, you know, more just able to smile more, you know, because that makes a difference when we put other humans at ease. It, it yeah, and, and connection. Connection, <laughs> absolutely. Like you look someone in the eye, and the way that you know, the, like when you watch animals play, they're they are connected, right? You're you're you know, like I love in New York, people walk their dogs, and like certain time of day, all the dogs are out for their walks. You know, like different times. I often like to walk in the evening because you see the dogs out for their last, you know, their last round yeah. of of, yeah. Of, of peeing or whatever. And and then when the dogs see each other, and how they just they dive into that play state and you see their movement changes and the way they, and it is about connection. It's totally connection. And they're on a frequency. It's like, there's this play frequency. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. Like, they're like, they've attuned their little doggy radios, you know, and they're like, we're on the same, frequency, you know, and then sometimes <laughs> they're not like, sometimes you're like, Oh, those two dogs, they're not on the same frequency. <laughs> right. right. 
this one doesn't want to play. And then it's like, you know what? They don't want to play. You can't force it. You know, on today's episode, play with dogs by Carrie Rico. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, Carrie, I, I, I really am glad that I, I've, I've, I get to have this, get to, I get to have this conversation with you and your excitement is, um, I mean, you guys I, don't stop wasting your time. Go to Instagram right now and go see Carrie's Instagram Aww. because you can, you can see your excitement when you do the thing, but I, I can hear it in your voice. Like you just, you love it. And that's so, I mean, that's so great. Like you do, it's, you're bringing play to people's like your play. That's, I don't know. You're just, it's just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, for a long time, I put a, a lid on that, you know, and it, it, and I was unhappy. There was a period of time when I was, I was definitely, um, un, unhappy. And I think it, uh, it impacted my relationships adversely mm. because I was not, I wasn't allowing myself to, to tap. Like I was severed from my demon, from my demon yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. I was, I was severed. I severed myself. I don't want to put the blame on anybody else. You know, I let it happen. Right. And, um, and I can look back on that. And I knew that, that I was like, this is, this is not, this is not good, but you know, getting, I think moving, looking at all the reasons why we, why we stay in the situations that we stay in when we know that they're not healthy for us. Um, it, it's a process because it's complicated. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, Carrie, thanks again for taking time out and hanging with me today and having this conversation and not having jackhammers in the background. And <laughs> oh, you know, God. I look forward to meeting you some point. Cause I just love Rocky. Like I think he is just one of the most amazing humans. Um, and that I know you two are, are buddies and it will be he's fun. okay. I mean, he's all right. I, I wouldn't say he's like the most amazing. You know <laughs> so, like I love his Instagram. Oh, he pushes the edge, doesn't he? In like he, a really good way. There, there are a lot of fucks that Rocky does not give about. And I love that because he's having just this human experience and exactly. you take it. You like know? I look at that and I'm like that. It just, I don't know. It just makes me smile. That's all I can say is I, 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 I see myself just smiling because it's like, wow, look at yeah. the mess there. <laughs> he's a good he's a, we'll keep her yeah. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep him around <laughs> are you in the bay area or are you in la san francisco san francisco okay yep. Yep. Well, uh, well i think this is uh, i think we got it carrie i think uh i think till, till I, the next yogi misfit sessions this is uh danny and carrie saying peace out yeah carrie uh, yeah, one thing can i throw one thing out there yeah, if anybody wants to try the playground I will give them a discount on a subscription if they want. Oh, to perfect for your we'll listeners. Put, yeah, we'll put that in the in the show notes. Great. That would be great, Carrie. Yeah. You brought. Thank you. That's very sweet. And and um, and thank you for inviting me on your show. This was really fun, and I just want to get to get to know you and like have connection physically <laughs> when we're Soon allowed I to have. do that. <laughs> Soon, I hope. <laughs> like, same. Right? Yeah. 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 But seriously, thank you. And thank um, everybody for listening. And I um, would just love to have anybody that wants to give it a try. We just love to have you. And, you know, you can always, like, cancel at any time. So it's all good. <laughs> we'll put, I'll, put, I'll make sure I put the, the link in the show notes for sure. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Danny. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>